When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Booth Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Booth Room, the Cardiff City podcast and Facebook Live in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I am joined as ever by the man himself, Nathan Blake, and sports reporter Tom Coleman. Uh, obviously, it's a special edition of the Booth Room this week, uh, hence why we're doing it live. Um, after the news that Neil Warnock has left his post as Cardiff City manager. So a lot to discuss um, in the next half hour, 45 minutes or so. Um, for those of you listening to this in podcast form, we'll take this in a bit of a different structure. It's going to be a lot more Q&A based than what we're used to, but a lot of questions have been flooding in. So um, we'll be asking the panel that. So first of all, Blakey, I'll come to you. Um, Neil Warnock left on Monday. What were your uh, initial thoughts? Oh, first of all, Welcome, nice newcomer, and all that time. Nice to be here, yeah. <laughs> Good to have you on, Sam. Good to have you on. But um, uh, I was, nothing surprised me in football, uh, to be honest with you. Um, so when I heard the news, um, I was in the car and thought, oh, okay, um, okay, it's... Uh, you know, form hasn't been great this season. Uh, expectation has, you know, I think weighed down the team. Uh, external factors and things going on um, with Emilio Salah and things like that. I don't think those things have helped. And I just think, you know, I, I would actually say we probably signed too many players. Um, like I said, Neil's been here, I've said it before, uh, what, three seasons? Uh, and we've had, I think he's signed about 40-odd players. Mm. To me, that's just too much. You know, that means you're just continually transitioning rather than thinking, right, I've got a settled squad for a year, a year and a half, maybe two years, and then I'll make two or three changes just to freshen things up. Uh, or I might sell two or three players. If I've got a couple of young players who've come through, sell two or three players for 15, 20 million quid, and we freshen up again. Or, you know, I just thought... Um, it was no, it was no surprise. But I thought, in fairness to the club, I thought the timing was really good. Mm. I thought uh, anyone coming in, the new manager coming in, is going to have a month or so to work with the players, see what he's got. I would have thought he's done his due diligence already, um, but he'll have a, an opportunity to work with the players for a month or so, and then the market opens. But what I would, I would say is, you know, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be so quick to say right, go into the transfer market now in January. Mm. I honestly think you probably I would be if I was you know at the club I'd be saying to uh, players right you're gonna have to get your agent to get you away in January you know I think the the, the squad needs cutting yeah it's a bit bloated right? at the moment it's, isn't it? it's huge right uh, I think they've got what 35 to 40 odd players yeah they've got five strikers in there right so I think I, I bet even Mr Tan is doing two or three million quid a month that he doesn't need to 
which is ridiculous. Mm. You know, all these things have to be taken into consideration. Uh, so I would be looking at cutting the squad back, getting a few players out on loan, getting them playing again, um, and making sure that, you know, come the end of the season then, I can go, right, he's going, he's going, he's going, and have a more focused squad of 25. I say two or three, maybe three or four of those players should be from the 23s, 18s, mm. the up-and-coming the, the, the up and coming youngsters who, you know, fit the bill. Um, but... 25, you've got your your, eight, your 23 squad and your 18 squad, and, you know, that's plenty, you mm. know, and, and, and really concentrate on, you know, trying to build a, a unity from, you know, development stage of 18s mm. right through. And, the real and, pathway. Yeah, and the club has to, has to understand, it has to get to understand its own philosophy. Mm. And that's largely driven by the fans, right? What kind of football over the... And it's over history. So I think part of the problem at the moment is we're kind of a... I always say the club is... The new Cardiff City is almost like a new club completely. Mm. You know, very little exists of history of Cardiff City. Since the move to this new stadium? And Indian Park, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's no memorabilia. I know who has a lot of memorabilia, um, but there's not a lot of it around the club. And I think that disconnect is a major problem for the club. I, I really do. So that's a big thing they've got to get back in. Uh, well, in understand the, the philosophy of what your fans want to see as football goes, right? Take that philosophy and then search for the manager who fits that philosophy. Mm. So rather than me going, right, I'm going to go for you, Glenn, who likes to play long ball, doesn't work out or does work out and doesn't work out after two or three years, then I go to you, T, who plays, you know, 20 passes a goal. Well, what I've got left in the middle is a group of players that, you know, play this way, but he wants to play a totally different way to how these players want to used to playing and how, you know, they've been brought up playing. So understand the philosophy, build on that philosophy, uh, and then recruit on that philosophy. Tom, when you first heard the, the news on Monday afternoon, what were your initial thoughts? Um, pretty similar, to be honest. Um, it wasn't a massive surprise to me because, I mean, results aside, I think the standard performances just haven't been good enough recently. Um, the Derby Day defeat really did seem to be the, the straw that brought the camel's back, I guess. And you sort of felt that it was inevitable even before that defeat to Bristol City, really. Um, I, I get what Nathan's saying about the timing. I think perhaps if they were going to get rid of before the January window, this was the time to do it yeah. with an international break and everything coming up. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, just how much time the new manager gets before the next game. Um, obviously, remember Dalman yesterday saying that he wants someone in, well, the club wants someone in by the end of the week. Whether that will happen, it remains to be seen. So, you know, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how much time the new manager gets uh, to work with this group of players and you know the philosophy question I mean I I sort of wonder can, is this group of players really capable of playing well that, that's the important question isn't because it? I mean if you look at that squad it, it is a kind of Neil Warnock-esque squad um, or Neil Harris-esque squad well yeah precisely and that's I think one of the reasons that, the, that they might be looking at him because it, it is perhaps a continuation of that philosophy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, sorry mate, sorry to cut across you, but that was the reason why I I said like a few months ago, last season, that Chris Hutton would have been the perfect like, transitional manager. 
because I would say he plays a better style of football than Neil. Um, he's a very professional guy in his approach and how he does things, uh, but he's not Pep Guardiola in his approach. Mm. So he sits in between. So these players, I'm not going to ask them to go from one extreme to the other, but I am going to ask. So players like Bakuna, I think, can play far more football. Um, I think players like Bennett can play far more football. I think. Would, Pat, would, sorry, what would, would, would you mean by that exactly? Well, I don't think they play at this moment to their maximum football-wise. Right, okay. I think they play to a plan that was right... When you're in this area, mm. I know percentage football, so you know it was it was largely you know it's not what I'd done when I was at Chelsea as a kid, but when I came yeah. and we played in the Len Ashes, it was a bit percentage football, right, and play in the right area. So you could only play at the other end of the pitch, mm. but in your end of the pitch, it was it was percentage ball, right. So knocking that corner and you're quick, knife, you run in that corner fifteen times, you get the ball at least eleven, sort of thing. It, it was that. Then Eddie May came and the whole philosophy changed. You know? But what changed also, well, what was evident was the fans, what they loved mm. to see, which was a fast, free-flowing football that a team that was strong had and, and, and could mix it, you know, but had technically very good players. So I think the players we got currently, I think Glatzo would would improve from more football, I think Danny Ward would improve. I think Coyle is definitely a footballer. I think Mendes Lang would improve. I think Bakuna, I think he's had a really good season, but I think he would improve. I think Bennett would improve. My 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 only like thing where I would be a bit is the the centre half position. Yeah. I think Bamba, if he comes back, he played as a six at one point, so he definitely can play ball. Um, but. Morrison Manga, they fit the Neil Warnock bill to a T. Mm. So that's where I would, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I would never have got rid of um, Manga. Bruno. Mm. No, I would, I would, you know, Sol coming to the end of his career, or was he 33, 34? Yeah, 34. Yeah, you know, play alongside Manga and two years' time, years' time, Manga's the captain, you know. He knows how to verbally deal with people. He's learned a lot of song, and you know you've got a solid, quality, athletic centre back. You can put a young lad next to him going forward. It, there's just, you know, the continuation yeah. is in my mind. There's so much that could be done. It's incredible. I just think, you know, we. That's why I would say we could be and should be, in my mind, a Premier League, you know, constant. Mm. Uh, thank you for your comments so far. Keep them coming in. Louis Rack says, nice jumper. I don't know which one of you two uh, he's talking to. Um, Robert Withers says, Nathan, put your hat in the ring. Blakey for next manager. We'll come back to those in a bit. But um, I suppose we should touch on uh, on Warnock and what he did for the club. When he came in 2016, it was a club on, on the brink of crisis, really, wasn't it? And, um, just a word from you, Nathan, on, on how good of a job you think he did. He's done an excellent job. You know, and... and, and I. My, my problem, I didn't have a problem with Neil, but the issue was he only could take the praise. He, you know, and it was never personal. You know, I, I you know, don't get personal with people. Mm. I just critically analyse the game or analyse the game and, and big you up one way or the other. And, you know, my problem was that he, 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 he got, you know, 
started to get a bit vindictive and vicious. And all you're doing is simply pointing out the frailties of the team or the squad or suggesting where they could improve or what players could improve. And remember, I always say, it's just an opinion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, um, that, that kind of disappointed me with, with Neil, to be honest with you, because what he'd done for the club was fantastic. You know, took over. What he'd done at Rotherham was outrageous, right? But that's why I say he was the obvious, so obvious choice for Cardiff, mm. right? And that's why I say where the hierarchy, they can say what they like, but they need help. No matter what anyone says or what they say. They, they didn't gain that promotion through careful planning. Yeah. Right? That promotion came and I, and they were like, wow, I can't believe we've got up, sort of thing, after a relegation battle mm. last season. So it wasn't like, right, detailed, done their due diligence and got themselves in a position. Because if they had, they would have had a plan to stay there. So it was almost like, well, we'll go up, we'll come back, we, you know, we, we've pulled in a bit of dough, we've recouped some of our money, and, you know, we'll move on from there. And I just thought, that's an opportunity lost. Yeah. I thought, you know, that's why I said I would have either asked Neil to improve his coaching staff or I would have um, moved him on, said thank you very much and got a, a manager in there who I felt had stood more of a chance of staying at. In fairness, it's very difficult to do that, though, when that manager has... Just promoted. Just, just promoted you I, against all the others. Abs- I mean, absolutely, it's, it's but, I, it, but football is like I said, nothing surprises me in football. It's a ruthless game, right? It is dog eat dog. No one's going to help you get to the top of the Premier League. Just mean it took Liverpool thirty years to get back there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, no one's going to help you. Remember Southampton when they sacked Pochettino? Out, uproar, outcry, fans, press, everybody. It's a this right. Ask them a year later if they would prefer Pochettino or Atkins. You know, sometimes nothing or nobody is bigger than the Blue Lady, right? She's the most important thing. Then the fans, then the players Mm. and the management staff and the staff who run the club, right? But that's, for me, the order of service. The club comes first and after that, you know, sometimes I'm going to have to make some ruthless decisions for the good of the club. And the fans, they might be giving me pelters, right? But I always remember when Newcastle sold Andy Cole in my day, and it was a raw. Mm. And Newcastle fan just had a tattoo of Coley on his leg, and, that, <laughs> and he left like two days later, and no, he was on the news no. and everything. He still, he still right? hurts for Tom, who's a Newcastle then, fan, by the way. When Keegan was on the step saying, trust me, don't worry, trust me, and then all of a sudden, Shearer comes in, right? But they didn't win the league. They didn't win no, the they didn't. They didn't. But, you know, I think what... And, they, and he called it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what my point was, for the the position, you know, Coley, as much as I love him, he's not in... He's not Alan Shearer. Do you understand what I mean? So, OK, they might not have won the league, but their hometown boy came back, scored goals, broke records got bars named after him, this, that, the other. And they, he's forever a god there, do you yeah. know what I mean? So had they won the Premier League prior to that? No. You know, they had a stint in the 90s or the 80s where they were, you know, the Liverpool of the time or the Man United of the time, the Leeds of the No. So, you know, weighing it all up, I think if you said to Newcastle fans, would you have 
got the choice, continue with Cole, see where it goes, or take Shearer and what came with it. I don't think you get many that go against it. Mm. Well, you two have obviously uh, seen a lot more of Neil Warnock's reign than I have, having only come in this season. So a couple of questions from Kai Parry. Um, Kai Parry? Kai Parry says, I'll put it to both of you, um, favourite moment of the Warnock era? Tom, we'll, we'll go with you first. Um, I would say a wet hull in the promotion season but actually I, I, in many ways I kind of preferred the win at Ipswich that season it was midweek cold gutsy performance not a great game to watch but it kind of really did I guess sum up that season which was grinding towards the top and and battling against all odds and um, you know I, I haven't there weren't many times where I've seen Neil Warnock as pleased with a team performance as he was on the back of that at Portman Road so um yeah, I think I, for some reason that one really, really does stick out for me. And uh, and you, Blake, you Blake either. Uh, Wolves away season? in a promotion season. Oh, right. yeah. Not because well, I called, not because I called it, <laughs> but because it let me think. Right, you, you, you know, sometimes you can question yourself, and you think, well, I've put it out there now. I think they'll go up there and they'll get a result because I don't think Wolves be ready for what kind of bring. They've seen football, but they haven't seen this type of football. And Cardiff went up and done a job on them. My old team as well, so it's not. There's no great pleasure in it, but um, just seeing what they've done and knowing, yeah, it, it was it was a uh, it was a fantastic result. And Kai also asks, um, what's the best signing of the Warnock era? Tom, uh, welcome to you again first. So Blakey, collect his thoughts. Um, obviously you got that. There was a couple of uh, free agents, wasn't there, when he first came in, and then um, the promotion season and. I'll see a couple this season that might not have worked out, but um It's difficult to pick one out to be honest, because I mean a lot a lot of those players have been very, very up and down. I think at his best, Nathaniel Mendes Lang for me has been mm. a very, very he's been an inspired signing. Um but he's been a bit hot and cold. Mm. Yeah. Especially this season. I mean I, but I I think back to I mean we were talking about memories earlier. It's interesting no one's mentioned the winner at Old Trafford. Mm. Which I don't think, you know, there's not many Cardiff City fans who will say in their lifetime we've been to Old Trafford and won. Mm. So, and Mendes Lang was excellent that day. So I think ability wise, he's got to be up there for me. But um, it's not really a standout one for me, I've got to be honest. Blakey? Saw Bamba by a mile, followed by probably Hoylet. Yeah, yeah Hoylet not great seconds. in the Premier League, you know, and that's happened to him. Previously, before he came here, um, but in the championship, championship uh, campaign, uh, Sol Bamba by a country mile. So um, we'll move on a little bit then, because um, we've spoken about the Neil Warnock era, but I suppose, as always, it's time to, to look forward as well. Um, yesterday, we understood that Cardiff had narrowed their search down to two managers, those being um, Neil Harris and Lee Bowyer. But um, today, Tom understands that another, another man has been put into the frame as well. So, um, Tom. Don't ask me who it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> is he sitting in between us? That's the real well, question, uh, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I mean, um, who, I'm me? T- <laughs> <laughs> right, oh. um, I can tell you who it's not going to be. Yeah. Me. Um, well, is, this, yeah. is this some kind of exclusive? <laughs> it's not going to be me, trust okay. me. Well, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Mike Finn seemingly ruled himself out um, yesterday, um, despite the bookies. Seemingly, I mean, I think he was second or third favourite uh, before he came in here, and then um, Chris Hutton as well. It doesn't sound like um, doesn't sound like he's going to be the man. There, there was some appetite um, amongst the board for Chris Hutton, but I think the feeling is 
that he's not going to be interested. He wants a Premier League job, and he, doesn't he? And, and he has gone on record saying that he would like his next job to be in the Premier League. So, um, whether Cardiff... Eddie Newton, say it all the time. There will be fans out there. We'll yeah, come on to that. I think we got a question. Yeah, right? well, yeah. we will come on to Eddie Newton, but I mean, it's not... At the moment, it's not a name that I've heard really in the mix at the mm. moment. But um, Sol Bamba's another one that's being mentioned, but it's difficult to see how that one's going to work, particularly mm. given that he's... I, I, I believe he's not done his coaching badge yet. He's done his B licence, I think. He's done he's his B licence. I think he's doing his A licence to be able to do it anyway. So I can't see that happening. Some are saying Bellamy, given the way he left the club, no, I can't see that happening. That's never going to happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, if... if, if if Blakey's got any, uh, got any further <laughs> suggestions, I'm all ears. But I, I, do you know what? I haven't even thought about it. I, I, I honestly, I, I had gone. No, honestly, <laughs> I, I kind of had the the, the Chris Newton thing, and I've been saying it for a while. Uh, the Eddie Newton thing, I've I've said stated that before. Uh, the Saul Campbell thing, I've said that before. I think Lee Bowyer, the way he started, I think that would be a a, a decent option. Mm. Um, because Charlton played some decent football as well, um, but you know I haven't honestly I haven't given much thought. Like I always say, I don't call for managers to come or go. Like I'll, I'll chuck names in the hat, but I'm not saying like oh it should be. Yeah, just mean it's just one of those things. All our job, all my job, I see it as is, is analysing what happens and analysing the club. At large, you know, on behalf of us, ourselves, and the fans. Mm. The thing is, as well, is that I mean, this whole conversation could be redundant because, by the sounds of it, they've already Neil, got Neil Harris. Neil Harris is the preferred yeah, man. I would say they've already got someone. You don't sack a manager and not have someone lined up. And Neil Harris, the thing was, if it's Neil Harris, they wouldn't have had to worry about compensation. No. They don't have to worry about you know, or contact him while he's at another club or anything like. He's a free agent, so you know. With, with that in mind then, and with Neil Harris being the, the out-and-out favourite with the bookies, uh, Alex Davis says, with the way the championship is evolving, is a long-ball type of manager going out of fashion, therefore, is Neil Harris really the best He's choice? gone out of fashion. He's gone out of fashion. So therefore, is it You watch League the Two choice? football, you know, I've, I've seen Wales in the 19s today. Everyone plays football. Mm. Everyone in League Two, League One, you know, I would say, okay, 95% of teams rolling out from the back or passing it within the 18-yard box. It's a thing of the past. But whoever comes in, like I said a couple of months ago, it's going to take you a while to turn this squad around. Yeah. Because there's, first of all, there's the cutting back. There's probably at least 10 players that you can shove off, maybe 15 straight away. Right? But then you've got the squad of whoever keeps 25-odd players. Then you're going to have to overhaul that and I said that's you're not going to do that in a transfer window or two no. that's what I was saying and that's I think that was what got Neil's goat when yeah. I said it's going to take you know three seasons three years you know uh, of a summer and a winter summer winter summer it's going to take you at least five or six transfer windows to get a manager into a position with a squad that of his choice but if you go with a Neil Harris then a lot of the players I'm not saying he would sign them, but he would work and has worked with those sorts of players before. So, so we have a couple of questions here, which uh, I think is quite an interesting topic. Um, it's regarding a director of football. 
So I know um, it's been mooted a few times over the years at Cardiff City that they've been looking at potentially bringing in director of football. Mehmet Dalman said as much yesterday to the BBC, mm-hmm. um, said there's something he would welcome on the board, some more footballing knowledge. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, um, these two questions here are regarding that. Um, Char- Charlie Wilbury says, will a director of football be a good idea going forward given the lack of football in nuance at board level? Uh, and Blue Flyby says, with our academy producing next to nothing of note for pretty much a decade, and our decisions in terms of spending larger sums of money over the past three years being largely abysmal, is the appointment of a director of football maybe more important than the choice of manager? Like, have you played at clubs with sporting directors or anything like that? Uh, it's before my time. Didn't like to say anything. It's not something that was uh, <clears throat> was around in my time, but what you had was like a, a chief scout <clears throat> that the manager usually worked with mm-hmm. alongside... A lot of the managers in my day, they, you know, they picked the players they wanted to buy and brought them in. I think what the difference is now, I think Cardiff, what Cardiff need to do is bring someone in who can help Vincent Tan, Mehmet and Ken. If if you're the if if Neil Harris comes in and says, right, I want to bring in like A, B, and C, and the director of football doesn't think well. They're not going to fit into our philosophy going forward where we want to be. This is why I hark back to the philosophy of the club, mm. right? All you're doing is going further away from where you need to be. So if Neil Harris says, I want A, B and C, the director of football might say, well, I'll go with A, explain to me how B is going to fit in, and C is a definite no-no, mm. right? Because we're looking to go here, right? And either you transition with us, or you take us so far, then we move on. But when we move on to the next manager, we're going to have the players that that manager fits the philosophy of our club. So he will want those style of players. Mm-hmm. So it all matches up. Yeah. Do you understand yeah. me? Otherwise, you get a manager now who signs another three or four players and all of a sudden you've got 40-odd players who you want to transition to a more exciting type of football. But, you know, you you. you like I said, you're three, four years off it. Mm. You know, that's that's the reality. And I'm not saying you can't get promoted in that time. I'm saying the style of football you want to play, right? Which I think listen, I've played for Cardiff. I'm I, I know those fans and what style of football they would want to see, right? And I know the fact that as much as they enjoyed the promotion and, you know, they love Neil Warnock for what he'd done, you know, the one thing I would say that would gripe them is don't play the ball on the floor mm. right I got my own mate Mal Mal's a big Cardiff fan he's like 65 old Cardiff nut but he's old lovely guy and he's a diehard right and I mean diehard to the bone but you know love Warnock for he done you know love the promotion campaign but He's been watching football 50 years, mm-hmm. 60 years, yeah. or 90 years, 50, <laughs> 60 years. He wants to see football. He wants to be, you know, are you not entertained? Yeah. Is this not why you're here? Yeah. That's what you're here. You, you pay your money to be entertained. You don't pay your money just to, to say we got three points in Ofsky. You know, you want to sit down and pub your mate and say, See Tom today. What a dribble! The only time then I left there when he hit the bar with that. Oh my God, he's a player, mate. He just he gets me out of my seat. That's the that's the whole idea of the game, mate. 
So Ryan Davis is asking if you've put your CV forward for a director of football role. Um, <laughs> I've always said that's 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 the only role I would consider in football. I don't want to coach. I don't want to manage. I took a. Um, uh, 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 I took a course on um, what you call it being on the board and stuff like that mm. uh, with the PFA um, what four or five years ago I sat on the board I chaired the board at Counting the Community the charity arm of the club we started you know myself Norm Parcel started with a bag of balls bibs and cones and that was it you know four years later you know we're right up there in and amongst the community doing so many different things so I know financially how things roll at the football club but I know how fans roll at a football club and I know football and I got spotted player I think I wouldn't I'm not going to chuck my hat in the ring why, why not because I don't think well I think there's a feeling at the club that I have something against them but I see the boot room as working with them mm. because I, I've also been told on numerous occasions that they listen to the boot room and then we've Glenn, you and I, and definitely when John Dole was doing it, and definitely when Dominic was doing it, we'd say things on the boot room, and they would happen like three months later or six months later, you know. So, you know, we're not a hindrance, but I get the feeling that is how they see myself as a hindrance. They might not like the fact that, you know, I say a lot of things that make a lot of sense. Yeah, but in someone, the end. someone constructive and somebody who clearly loves the club, like yeah, yourself, yeah. that's somebody that they need in that role, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I, if they came to me, I wouldn't turn it down. Don't, I wouldn't be as, uh, as arrogant or as stupid. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, you know, 45 minutes from where I live and it's the club I love. Yeah. So, you know, and you're just dealing with people and just trying to make them see things that they hadn't seen before. It was like when I went and helped Howard Greenaff at Newport, you know, um, he, you know, they, they were doing things at Newport, you know, that would, would make your eyes water, right? And I look at the, 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 the supporters trust now and you say on the pitch, they've done a, a fantastic job, but off the pitch, you know, in the four years I was uh, chair of the community, we've had seven CEOs come through the club. Seven. Mm. Six, I think, director of academies. Five secretaries. <clears throat> you know, it, it's, it's just not conducive to long-term success. Mm, they need somebody to unite you need, all that, yeah, you need Well, you need to work, you know, a, a football club needs to work, like Harry Bassett used to say, the kit ladies, the people in the ticket office, you know, when I was at Bolton with Colin Todd, on promotions, you know, it was just a, such a happy place to be. You go into the training ground, you know, dinner ladies are great, everyone's happy, everyone. I know people still have their problems day to day, but you actually look forward to, you, you drive, I used to drive up, you know, the M6 and think, oh yes, man, go, and go into the dressing room, have a bit of banter, have a laugh, yeah. go to the training, you know, mm. go out, say the ticket office, go, ah, morning or afternoon, you know, you know you've been able to do it. So it, was, it, it becomes a community within a community. And then, you know, you do things for fans like Christmas time, you pay for coaches and things like that. And you get the players to engage with the fans more. And I, I just think, it's, you know, there's, there's so much that could be done. And, you know, 
Vincent Tan, Ken Chu, Mehmedama, they would be on the fan shoulders celebrating promotion, genuinely on fan shoulders mm. celebrating. That's what I would want to see. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones who've been there. Vincent Tan is the one who's put his money in and, you know, built the club to what it is, you know, and there's a lot of good things going on. I still maintain they need their own training ground though. And yeah. it's not gonna be you, Blake, who's who stands out. I haven't got a clue. No. <laughs> like I said, I haven't thought about it. No. Honestly, I haven't thought about, you know, if I hadn't thought about the manager, I definitely haven't been thinking about <laughs> who the director of football is going to be. Nigel Harris says, does this rule out the Eddie Newton Blakey dream team then? So Eddie Newton in charge with you, you above him? Yeah, listen, it, 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 look, stranger things have happened, but like I said, it, there's nothing to indicate to me from the club that. They even, in fact, I would go the opposite way and say, I would say, uh, you know, what has the, the things that have happened to me over the years at the club is more like there's a dislike, mm. do you know what I mean, rather than a respect. You know I mean, where that comes from, I don't know. I have my own personal thoughts on it, but I wouldn't share them because I think they're, like I said, they're personal. Okay, then Nigel also says, my question would be, why are Cardiff City, with parachute money and a multi-million pound squad, seemingly looking at cheap options rather than another fan unite a successful manager? It all feels so lo-fi. Tom, what do you, what do you make of that? Um, is this sort of the uninspiring names that are coming up, I guess, is it? I couldn't really agree more. And I think one of the appeals of Neil Harris is that there's no compensation there. I think perhaps that's one of the things that's gone against Lee Bowyer. I don't know. Lee Bowyer, for me, would be a better choice. Considering the job he's done with with Charlton, seems to be a man in demand at the moment. Stock is very very high, but yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's I, I know Dalman attempted to sort of explain where a lot of the money had gone after the Premier League season. You know, saying you know it's not as simple as taking parachute no, payments. It's gone back and, to Mr. Tan, and, it, and 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 rightly so. That's the whole idea. That's so. I say the, the amount of money Mr. Vincent Tan must lose monthly on what I would call the academy and 23s, because nothing's coming back your way. We've had no players come through, not sold any players on. Paying out for the training ground, monthly, yearly, whatever, mm -hmm. does mean. And then buying players who you would say, would I be kind in saying 40% of Neil Warnock's signings have been successful? Or would you say mm -hmm. that's too high? a bit too high right and then you got to think to yourself go all the way back to the original with the Malcolm McKay situation right so you know and you know my thing my my thing with the owners was always the red shirts and the badge right that was always a non-starter for me yeah if I was at the club that probably would have been the straw that broke the camel that would probably be us part waves right but that was always the issue. But you can't never level at Vincent Tan. You don't spend money. You can't. No. You can't. And listen, we're, and we're not at the point in the Premier League where we're able to buy forty and fifty million pound players because we know, you know, we've mm. got. It's going to be sustainable set, for the next few years, right? Because yeah. of how we're set up and how. But you know, if you want to get there, there's certain things you've got to put in place. It's as simple as that. Uh, a couple of comments coming in. Sean Gunning says, "Can we have Neil Harris?" Benjamin Reese says defense is awful and nothing up top. Um, Howell Jones says Chris Hutton is the obvious choice, isn't he, to get the job? 
Callum Murray just says Hudson. I would think that means Mark Hudson, maybe. Um, Luke Taylor says anyone but Harris. And Brandon Amblin says Earnshaw as manager. Yeah. Right, next question um, from Bob Beans. That's a great name. That is a superb name. <laughs> it yeah. says, Blakey, whoever our next manager is, what do you think should be their priority and brief for the remainder of this season? Well, first and foremost, um, you don't want to be dropping any lower in the league. Yeah. Right? So, if you can get to the playoffs, great. That's a bonus. But if not, because I've said from day one, I think we're an 8 to 10 kind yeah, of you have said that. positional team, right? And we're slightly lower than that. So, my the brief would be, right, keep us in a comfortable position, improve the standard of football. I need to see strikers scoring goals. Our, mm. we, we, you know, we've had... How many strikers in the last four or five years? Mm. It's about we've, five on the books now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we've, no, not, we've not had one striker to score 15 goals. And that, 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 if you know Cardiff's history, it's just like, it's mind-boggling, mm. right? It is. Like Ernie just got mentioned there. Ernie, like a goal machine. Yeah. I played with Carl Dan, Chris Pike, goal machines. I mean, 20, of course, that's like a... a the league will write the check fee for the 20 goals straight away. <laughs> Start of the season. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it was a guaranteed. Yeah. But does that not come back to money, though? Because No, it, it comes down to how you play also. Right? But, to buy, a, but to buy a goal scorer that bangs in 20 goals a no, season, but that's, it, that's it, 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 just it, about the most expensive There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. You know, Spurs, what was the boy Spurs bought um, recently, about three years ago? No, Soldado or no, I don't know. Um, Janssen? Janssen. Right, good goal scoring record for a but there's no guarantee. There's there's absolutely no guarantee. So, it's it's more you touched on it earlier on, Tom. It's more the performance and how you play and structure of how you play. Mm. Is it conducive to strikers scoring goals? Well, for us, no. It's set pieces, and at set pieces, we aim for the two big men. Hence, why they end up with five or six, seven goals a season. The centre halves or Morrison or Manga, uh, Bamba. Do you know what I mean? That was no surprise. And then your striker only ended up with like eight, nine, I think ten goals. Mm. You have to, in the modern, not even on the modern day, I won't say that. In football, you have to play a way that is going to create chance. That's what you're looking to do create chance, 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 yeah. chance. I mean, I mean, for and me, if your striker's missing good. 15 efforts every two games, yeah. then you've got something to complain about. Mm. I mean, Glatzel's. The primary example, I suppose, on that. Because, yeah. I mean, he, he just looks so isolated. At yeah. Times. And it almost got to a point where you got the feeling that Warnock kind of didn't really know what to do with him. No, he, he didn't. He wasn't really a target man. No. Well, and he's never been a target man. I've seen that just from his YouTube clips. Mm. And I wasn't involved in the transfer of him. But if you, if you look at his YouTube clips, you know he's not a target man. Mm. He doesn't play... Uh, Emilio was more of a target man. Yeah. Mm. Right? Yeah. That was his strength. But... Glatzo wasn't a talent. Yeah, he didn't man. seem to score any headers for Hyde. He runs really, that way he? towards the towards the goal. Mm. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He can hold it up a bit and do a bit, but it's not the strongest part of his game. You know, his strongest part is in between the sticks. Uh, Darren Brown asks a question for Blake. Darren Brown? Oh, Darren. Darren. <laughs> uh, would you ever consider working with a club if they approached you? I think we've already touched 100%, on that. Yeah. Um, Johan Bowen Pickett says, "Has Bellamy's great bo- name? Yeah, this is a good name. Really Welsh." 
Has Bellamy's bullying allegations completely ruled him out of becoming the next manager? Personally, I think Bellamy wouldn't have been a bad shout considering his knowledge and understanding of the fans and clubs. Listen, he's got a great knowledge. I've always said it, Craig. He understands as most footballers do. But I also said to him a few years ago, pipe down. Mm. We're supposed to get calm as we get older. <laughs> right? And there's a way of speaking to people. Don't worry. Listen, we all, we all have the red mist, but you know, you know, I used to live in red mist. Now, red mist will come if it comes at all. What you know, even driving, I don't get the red mist anymore. Like this dude, <laughs> no road rage. No, because as you get older, you just you just calm down and wait for grandkids. That's what I'm doing for my children. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not at the point where I'm like, you know, let's see the creek, mate. You can't say that to people. Mm. Right? So I would say, if I was technical director, I'd say to Craig, you need, you need professional help with that temperament. Mm. Then I would consider you. Right? Because, you know, the aggression and everything is cool, but you've got to control it. It's no different than the game itself. If you go, ah, lose your head, smash someone, off you go. Mm. waste of time. Control the aggression, you know? But... There's been questions about his attitude throughout his career. It, it, it's always been playing. the same. He's not, and, and that's the thing with Craig. He's not going to change, man. Yeah. You know, I give it, I give it maximum three months before someone, him and someone have tangled in the dressing room. Uh, maximum three months. At Anderlecht, or if he got, no, at Anderlecht, what he's done, he's he, he's in a position, thankfully to company where he knows right. It's not just me I let down here. If I resort back to my normal way. I let Vincent down. Yeah. And if I let Vincent down, no one's going to give me a job again in yeah. football. Mm. Don't matter if I go to Mars and there's a team there, they're going to, nah, 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 you're all right, right? So while he's in the position he's in, he can curb it. But what I'm saying is, he should be learning now how that approach should be his normal approach. Mm. Tom, what do you think? Do you think the uh, bullying allegations of perhaps hindered his, his chances, especially because it's so fresh after... Well, you can't bring him in. You just couldn't. I, 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 I would be surprised. The club I would mean, be smashed publicly. Because so that internal investigation has, has just come out, doesn't it, where that found that there was problems with, uh, with the coaching methods. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I would be very surprised. I mean, it would be a very, very odd move considering how, you can he consider how recently him. he left. Yeah, well. you can consider him. Uh, Imagine you still have kids and parents who are still probably around the club or friends of the club or whatever. It's, mate, it's, it's, listen, what I'd suggest to Craig is do what you're doing at Andelect and find a different route and maybe five years from now, maybe. It's a very popular choice for the fans. Mm. Yeah, it's a romantic choice again, though, isn't mm. it? I, I think personally. Mm. But um, Reese Burris says, would appointing Neil Harris be a backwards step? I wouldn't say it's a backward step, no. And I would say it's a sideways step, personally. I would say it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a similar version of what you've got, but like I said, there's no point going to the other extreme. You need similar, but that's where, when you sit down, mm. Mehmet, Ken and Vincent, when you sit down, we're sorting out right. When we step to him, how do you... How do we see it? How do we want it to go? How do we see it? There's no guarantees, but how do we see it going? What are we going to get from him? Mm. Right? Don't expect to be you know, top eight in the Premier League. What do you expect to get from Neil Harris? And then what have you got to come after that? Mm. So, you know, it, if you want to move to a more exciting style of football, 
it's not gonna it's not gonna happen tomorrow. That's you know, kind of where you need a director of football, though, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but I mean, you know, it's difficult to 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 convince people who think they know because they're rich. That's mm-hmm. the problem with rich people. Wealth creates confusion to me, right? Rich people go like, I own, you know, a TV channel, blah 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 blah, or I own a corporate company and blah blah blah, blah and I'm gonna uh, what, what's my business? Coffee, okay. Mm-hmm. Right, I want to buy a football club, right, and it's the, right, because I'm the wealthy one and I, I know what I'm doing, blah, 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 this is what happens. And Cardiff was a prime example of, no, you don't, mm. right? You're making mistakes left, right, and centre. Simple, mm. the most blatant mistake, like I said earlier, like the, the, the kick colour change and the badge. You can't touch that, that's no. sacred. Yeah. Right? You can't touch that. If I'm sat in the boardroom and that gets mentioned, I'm going, what? What? <laughs> what? What? They're crazy. What? No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. You can't touch those two things, right? You can't do it. It's, yeah. You're just going to create three years, four years of just unrest. And some people, as they are, will never come back. Mm. Simply for the suggestion of it. Even if you don't do it, some people... I feel too scarred by it. Until you're yeah. gone, they will never come back. Mm. I've got friends like that. Mm. Well, that was one of the biggest achievements of Warnock, though, wasn't it? Because he healed a lot of those, yeah. those injuries. Didn't yeah. He? yeah, but, you know, are they healed? This is what we're talking about now with the decision-making that comes. Do we, do we resort back to that where everyone's scratching heads going, what is going on? Mm. What are they doing? But, I mean, it's interesting because like, with all the supposed lack of knowledge and footballing knowledge in that boardroom Neil Warnock a man who you would have thought would instantly kick off in that kind of environment he's got nothing but good good things to say about them Mehmet he speaks highly of if you notice he always would mention Mehmet 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 Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know Vincent I don't know Ken I don't know Mehmet so I can't speak either way of either of them all I say is the man with the check mm. always wrote checks, but he needs guidance. And I'd say to him, "You don't. Your your plan is to make money, yes? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. For the last six, seven years. Am I Vincent here? Yeah. You. Oh, no, you were Vincent, sorry. <laughs> I was in Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the last six, seven years, you know, take away the promotion campaign, you've probably lost a lot of money. You know, the academy isn't making money, and it's not creating players. Mm. Come on, let's get right right through the club and, you know, put something in place which, you know, allows you to grow and allows you to become, what, 30,000, 40,000 Cardiff fans want you to be. What do you think then of, because there have been some suggestions that Vincent's going to take a more hands-on role going forward. Mm. I mean, how do you... If he holds my hand, he'd be fine. <laughs> if he doesn't, then, listen... I'm not going to prejudge. He might have learned a lot in the last two years. <laughs> not saying he can't learn, because it's the decision making. He, he has said not, he's learned. It's not picking a team. Yeah, and but let's see what happens. Yeah. I'm not prejudging. I just, you know, like I say, I hope it's successful. Yeah. Whatever it does. And Tom, I'll put this one to you. Darren Brown says, another question, going forward, what players could we lose in January and what players should we be going for? Do you think there's any players who are worried about the January transfer window coming up? I suppose Gary Medine. Probably Ga- Gary Medine is the one that sticks out. I think whether Warnock had stayed or not, I think his time at Cardiff City would probably 
probably be um, coming to an end. Yeah, they tried to ship them on in the summer, didn't they? Yeah, it just it just hasn't quite worked out. Um, I think that price tag as well has weighed very very heavily. And, yeah, it's been um, a shame there. Yeah, I think he's the he's the main one that sticks out, but. I mean, there's a lot of question marks over like. So, I mean, Will Volks, for example, is sort of been in, he's not really been able, not been able to get into the team at the moment. Bizarre. Mm. So it it really depends on on who the new man is, I guess. Um, Jason Brand says on a, on a similar theme: some players are capable of playing uh, completely different styles of football and in a more attacking format. How many and in what positions will be key for January? So in terms of sign-ins, I guess. I wouldn't I honestly I wouldn't be I wouldn't be oh it can't it's not always fixed by signing no if you've got 40 odd players listen select your 20 odd players from there you've got plenty for now to select from right don't want to hear this argument and, oh it's not my team and blah 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 because let's say if it's Neil Harris you know you've got better players here than you did at Millwall right mm-hmm. And you're playing a similar style. So let's first of all, foremost, let's see what you can do with the player. You know, it's not always the money doesn't always fix it, right? Yeah. It's a help, but it's, it's not. Signings kind of have made exactly. Proven, it, it's it's proved it. You know, I, I look I look at the squad. Bogle, you wouldn't say has been an, a success, right? Medine, you wouldn't say has been a success. You know, Mendes Lang successful. Smithies. You would sit on the fence. So you go through uh, the cell. Right. It's good to see Curtis Nelson. I thought he played really well the other night. Yeah, and he's the more of an athlete. I yeah. thought mm-hmm. he's someone who I would look to be persistent with now. Yeah, I agree. So you know, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta. The squad is massive. You know, Joe Day. Like I said. Well, he's Good another keeper, one who, who may, but don't need, be moved don't, on. don't need you. Move, move him on. Get him playing first team football elsewhere. Either on loan to begin with. Move him on, and then bring in the young lad. Sit on the bench. Mm. All right, you play for the twenty threes and you sit on the bench. Oh, you know, it's just to me. It's just it, 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 it blows my mind that Cardiff seem to shell out so much that seem to recoup. Next to nothing. Yeah. The last four or five years has just been, Mr. Tang just been doing that. Signing checks. Yeah. You know what I mean, it'll be yeah. interesting to see what they do in January though. I, Whether they honestly, I, I I don't hope they don't sign anyone. But I hope whoever comes in does that. You know, evaluates what you got first. Don't come in thinking, oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make signings, gonna make signings, gonna make, you know. Like I said, you've got 40 odd players there, mm. plus a 23s, plus a youth team. You know, I'm sure you there's, there's 60 odd players there for you to mix and match a decent 18 that can muster up you know, enough points to get you into a decent position in the league, surely. Uh, some more comments coming in. Thank you for those. Derry Francis says, Nathan Blake, director of football. Mark Hughes, Robert Earnshaw and Eddie Newton as the coaching staff of the Welsh Dream Team. <laughs> yeah. Harrod uh, Wheeler, strip Morrison of the captaincy. Bit of a left field one. Uh, Darren Page said, I'd like to see Bellamy given a go, at least until the end of the season, or Bamba, someone who really knows the club. And Paul Driscoll says, youth system gone to the scrapyard. We need a man who can bring the youth players through to the first team. We also need a patient also need to be patient in them coming through. Yeah. Um, right, so next question then, on, on to the last couple now. 
Um, Paul Driscoll, do you think we had a poor summer transfer window and couldn't get the quality we needed after letting go of some of the quality we already had? Bobby Reid comes to mind and not wanting to play the hoof football Warnock wanted to play. I would say yes. <laughs> I would say I would say purely because of the departures. Uh, I mean, we touched upon it earlier. Bruno Manga, a huge loss, huge, huge loss. Because you know, Aidan Flint, Sean Morris, and the two uh, defenders dominate, win everything in the air. But I mean, I noticed it on the on the opening day against Wigan. Ball on the floor. When the ball is on the floor, when they're hit at with pace, both of them struggle. Mm. And you know, it wasn't so. And I think you can have one of them in there. But like it, it only seems to work really when you've got that athlete. Athlete, athlete. correct? Yeah. Thanks, Blakey. <laughs> alongside, <laughs> alongside them, someone who can you know sort of mop up when, when, like I said, the ball is on the floor. So I mean, he's been a huge loss. I think Gunnison's been a big loss as well, and um, Reed's not so much because I wasn't. It's not. It's not that I was convinced, unconvinced by Reed. It was You're more that. Well, I just feel like we never really saw the best of him in a Cardiff in a Cardiff City shirt, um, and I mean, I think his his I, I don't want to use the word exile, I think that's a bit strong, but I mean, his inability to get into that starting eleven towards the end of the Premier League season was a bit baffling at times. But um, I don't think he's I don't think his losses felt too much in this team. I think Manga has got to be the main one for me. Okay, Ben Johnsy says, do you think Neil Harris may have been forced to play the brand of football he did with such little resources at Millwall? That is interesting because I spoke to somebody at South London Press yesterday who said he, it would be intriguing if he got the Cardiff City job and he actually had the funds available because he was on a shoestring budget at Millwall and they kind of felt that there was a bit of a glass ceiling there. So do you think he might be the sort of manager that could be adaptable if he gets more funds? Everyone's adaptable, you would hope. Mm. It's, it's, it's not a lot to base that on, yeah, I guess. Because I mean, we're looking at the job he did at Millwall, which, you know, let's be fair, he did a good job. He did a good job there. He did a really, really good job there. But I mean, it's it's difficult to say what, what he'd do with certain players. I mean, mm. what I will say is, that, you know, there are players in there who are capable of playing a different type. And if if I'm a Lee Toblin or a Murphy, let me like, let me just make this one point. Right, something Neil Warnock said the other day, which I found amazing. He said Chris Wilder mentioned him and what he's done, what he's doing, where he's got his team in the Premier League. And then he mentioned, after saying no, I mean no disrespect, but the team is bang average or mm -hmm. something like that, right? Yeah. My immediate reaction was, okay, so it can be done. Yeah. So going to the Neil Harris point, I always thought, well, that's a bit of a cop out, right? My team's not as good as yours. Mate, I'm sure I could find players down in League Two, non-league, who bring them up, coach for three months, that player be worth five million quid, ten million quid. That's happened a million times. Mm -hmm. We could all name players, right? That's happened to. You ch I've said it before, when you choose to play this way, right? This is a choice. If your team, it's muscle memory, Right, guys, if you're here every day, you're passing, passing, passing. I know, right, Sheffield United know, right, my player, player for player, isn't as good as Arsenal's. Mm -hmm. But my team put together with a plan is far better than Arsenal's. Yeah. Right? So it's not always, one, it's not always about signing players, and two, it's not always about, well, has the manager got money? That's what I'm saying. Whoever comes in, you've got a, you've got a, 
you know, there's a whole leap, and it's a whole leap to do. You know, chop the ones you know. They, listen, like you mentioned, Mateen, he's had opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Whether you think that opportunity was long enough or not long enough, you've had opportunity. Right? 22 opportunities and sometimes, he did well under Chris Wilder yeah maybe. and sometimes opportunity or he knocks once it's not 22 times as far mm. as you're concerned right so okay chances of now you endearing yourself to our fans is we're almost a zero mm. so shake hands cut your losses move them on right or adopt the policy where you say right I'll allow you to sign a player if you get rid of two or three so I know my wage bill is definitely doing this rather than doing that. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll come on to the last question then from Philip Moss, who says, do you think we should go abroad for a manager? It worked well for Wolves. Tom, your thoughts on that one? I'm not really sure it makes a massive amount of difference, really, where they mm. come from. It is uh, interesting, though, that the whole pool of managers that we, we've looked at tend to be British managers or Belgians yeah, based I mean, abroad now, but... I don't want to sound too much like Sam Allardyce here, but I think there is too much of a, perhaps, foreign managers have become very fashionable now. Mm. And I think, you know, the, the, the philosophies that some of them have, um, you know, when you hear a certain name, how a certain name sounds, it can seem a lot Nuno more... Espirito Santo. Exactly. You know, it sounds <laughs> exciting. Sounds, yeah. you know, so, um, I'm not really sure it makes a massive amount of difference. I mean, for me, it's just got to be the best the best fit for Cardiff City and the best person for the job. Um, if that happens to be someone from abroad, great. Um, but, um, I mean, it doesn't sound really, it doesn't sound like Cardiff are really casting the net abroad at the moment. No. Um, they seem to be looking a little bit closer to home, as, as we've said with you know, Harris and Bowie and whatnot. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I, as I said, I don't, I don't think it makes a massive amount of difference for me. Where are you, Blakey? Go abroad? I'm, I'm, no, I'm kind of... In the same boat, best man for the job. As far as when you do your due diligence on the player, but the problem is, like I say, you've got to understand your own oneself first before you can start saying, "Well, we'll pick him to be our team lead." We've got to understand what our team is about first. Mm. What is our club about? You know, what what are our fans about? What do they what do they see as entertainment? Mm. How, how do you think this will go? Because obviously we've seen, or we've heard, sorry, Dalman saying um, that he wants a manager who's going to come in and have them hitting 35 shots a game or whatever. Do you think that it'll work out in, that the board will go to the prospective managers and say, we want to be playing this way? Or they go up to these prospective managers and say, right, how do you want Cardiff City playing? Which way round do you think that conversation will Well, work? I think that's a problem when you start putting statistics into it. Right, mm. because in fairness, he was it was a tongue in cheek comment from. Oh, okay. No, I understand. <laughs> okay. Oh, you didn't say that. No, I was using that. He's stitching up Bevan there. I was using that as an example <laughs> yeah. in terms of because obviously Boyer and Harris two very different styles. So if Dalman, for example, went up to Harris and says we want to be playing this slick, fast football, blah blah blah, mm. or do you think you'll go up to Harris and say what football would you employ? Impress me. Well, I think that's what you do in an interview process. Mm. I think that's the whole point of knowing your philosophy of your club. Mm. You interview the person, you, you'll have a general idea if he's worked before. If he's not had a number one's job, then in the interview process, can you impress me? Simple as that. I'll, I'll be surprised if that's not already been covered, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't think they will have sounded out someone like Harris without doing as, they, as their due diligence on it. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I think we, it sounds like we might very well be past that stage anyway. Mm. Well, we'll have to wait and see in the next couple of days to see who that man is. Uh, thanks again for all your questions. Thanks for listening and watching. And make sure you keep up to date with all the Cardiff City news at Wales Online.